0: What's up guys? Welcome to episode 3 of RA Radio. I am Evan. And I am (laughs) Rome. And uh, it's been cool, you know, so far to just hear the feedback from you guys on episode one and our story and then Jay's story. And today we're going to uh, share a little bit with our friend Matt Wakeley, who's a coach here at the gym. But before we get into that, what do we have coming up, room
1: Yeah, guys. So looking into January, January is going to be a big month here. Uh, January 18th is our holiday party. I encourage everyone to show up, bring family, bring friends. Is a great way to connect all of the different classes and have everybody be able to step outside of the fitness realm for a minute and just. Enjoy each other's company.
0: What's that What's that look like? Do I bring something? Is it catered? So uh, the holiday party I have
1: catered. I'm actually hoping, so Scott or Jay or Dan, if you're listening, maybe we can do a little barbecue type thing. Maybe I'll go out and buy some briskets or ribs or wings and uh, not a competition style, but just, <laughs> you know, um, make some really delicious barbecue. And maybe rather than having catered, do a little bit more in-house. But January 18th is the holiday party. So reserve that date. The very next day, we're hosting the 6th Annual Northeastern States Championships. That's a weightlifting meet. So if you're not familiar with a weightlifting meet, it's a competition where it's a the best snatch and best clean and jerk. Add those two weights together and it's called your total. Um, it is an official USAW, so United States Weightlifting, weightlifting meet. So you can qualify for national weightlifting meets. You can qualify for... Um, American teams and all these different things through this. There will be certified judges. Um, so if you have any interest in weightlifting and you've never seen one before, come out, um, observe for the day. If you want to compete, um, come find me and I can help guide you in terms of where are you registering? Are you registered with USA? Do you have a singlet? What do your attempts look like? It is a sport unto itself and uh, I'm very familiar with this sport and I'd be happy to help you. Again, so... January 18th, Holiday Party. January 19th, Northeastern States Championships. And now, the very next day, January 20th, we are going to kick off the second Cut the Junk Challenge. Our first Cut the Junk Challenge had some amazing results. People are losing 10, 15, 20, 20 20-plus pounds, losing inches. Um, We just handed out Ashley one. Um, She got a great pair of uh, custom-made Nike Metcons that we designed up. Super jealous. Um, I think they came out great. I was really jealous, too, when I opened the box. (laughs) But um, we're going to run it again, and I think it's going to be a really good way to kick off the the new year. Give some people some motivation to clean up their diet after the holiday season, and that'll run for six weeks. We'll have a sign-up sheet on the board. We'll get everybody signed up. Um, Everyone will get a booklet, individual meetings, measurements. We'll really get that rolling.
0: And what does that sort of look like? Like, what am I signing up for if I were to come out for that?
1: Yes, what you're signing up for, cut the junk in its essence, is we're not weighing and measuring food. We're just making good quality food choices. So now you're more aware of what you're consuming. Um, And you don't have to eat a certain amount of vegetables or a certain amount of fat or a certain amount of protein. It's just... Make quality food choices. And we give everybody a booklet that we made up. It's a really solid booklet that outlines quality food choices, what we're looking to, um, hydration levels, supplement levels, kind
0: of where you
1: want to be without being crazy about food. We're not like, oh, I'm only allowed one cup of rice. This is okay. You can have some rice, but monitor your other macronutrients and maybe your next meal you're going to be having some vegetables along with that, not just rice. Um, And again, I was super pumped with the first round of um, the Cut the Junk Challenge. I think people had great results. And people can repeat it. So if you did the last challenge and you want to do it again, I encourage you to. Because it's only going to be a little bit more accountability again. And someone just kind of watching over you. And we can take your measurements from last time and really see the progress that you've made.
0: Yeah, and it's a good opportunity to have some accountability. If you do well with accountability and a little bit of competition, yeah. it can help drive you to make good choices, you know, all those things with being plugged in with the community, getting the advice of decisions you're making and feedback and stuff. And you know, as people are looking to this uh, you know, upcoming year, I think that's a, a good opportunity for people who, you know, are trying to look at their body comp, look at their health, make some changes and like that's a, a good thing you can add in to coming in and doing workouts
1: i completely agree and my very last announcement for january and i know some of you long-term members or know this is coming but in the middle of january we're going to put our sign-up sheet up for the ra open Um, The RA Open is an in-house competition. It's going to run in the past years. We've ran it for five weeks or six weeks. We typically do two workouts a week. Um, All ability levels are welcome. We're going to have a scale division. We'll have a master's division. We'll have an RX division. And the idea is, again, playing off the accountability of the nutrition challenge. Now, every week, you need to come in and get two workouts done. Um, Yeah, you can be competitive and you want to win it And that's great and I encourage that But at the same time, also use it as an accountability tool I got to get to the gym at least twice this week Um, What we've done in the past is also formed teams I don't know if we'll do that this year We'll come out with official announcements But the team aspect is You're just your team's going to hold you a little bit more accountable too because now your teammates are like, hey, have you made it in? It's still an individual competition, but your team will have an overall placement too and ranking and that type of thing. That really is dictated by how many people come out and decide to sign up and decide to participate. And then again, details will be released, but in the middle of January, I'm going to have a sign-up sheet up. Everyone also gets a custom t-shirt that we make every year. Um, I think t-shirts are pretty cool. I'm sure you've probably seen them in the gym before. I think last year was blue. The year before was white. Um, it's just a, uh, a, another great event where we're working on kicking off 2020 with some nutrition accountability, some workout accountability, and a really great way to um, see the whole atmosphere of our community and get it rolling.
0: Yeah, I think the the in-house open, too, is a great opportunity. Like, maybe you came out to Misfit Toys and you saw the competition and you're, like, interested in competing, but that's a little intimidating. Like, it's an opportunity to do workouts where you have a judge and you have movement standards, but you're still, like, in your own gym. You don't have a million people watching you. And so you sort of get used to that idea of just, like... Moving with intensity, moving with intention, um and you know, getting to put up scores and, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter where you land and, and the people will uh spread out across the thing. One thing I will note personally, um, that I was surprised with last year, and not necessarily surprised with, but just didn't know is that like the open division is pretty approachable. Um, so even if you're not generally like a super super competitive athlete you, you know you can talk to rome or whoever else but like it's not anything crazy um and there are divisions though as well with that with uh scaled open and masters correct correct
1: and i i the way that i design the workouts is i want everybody to be able to come out and play um if it's rx division sure you're going to be able to get into the workout and maybe at a certain point you can't do that skill or that weight but there'll be a marker where i'll put a time, time stamps on. Hey, I completed this much of the workout at this point, and that's your tiebreaker. So then you're still getting a score. You're still in that division. Even if you can't do a muscle-up or you can't do a super heavy clean and jerk or snatch, that's okay. Um, Come out and play and challenge yourself.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So this week we're talking to Mr. Matthew Wakeley, who has been at a coach here for a while. Uh, Talk a little bit about sort of his history with athleticism and work and and what he's been up to. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was a good chat. Yeah, I think we had a great conversation with Matt. So we will hand it off to the interview and we will see you guys next week. Let's do it.
1: Dropped a lot of F bombs in his episode. Ah. I think that was probably the most profane that we, most profanity that we had. While yeah, I don't know. Jay was I up don't know.
0: there. I feel like Yosh Yosh drops the, like, quiet. It's almost like just punctuation slipped in there. <laughs> That's his period. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah. Try myself
2: to hold, or try my hardest to hold <laughs> myself back.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm sure you'll do great. Yikes. So, what, what have you been up to, bud?
2: Uh, the usual. Going to school, got my internship going, almost done there. Coaching here, trying to get my training in at the same time.
1: Do you have a set amount of hours at your internship?
2: Yeah, it's about 16 and a half. No, I meant like a week. total. Oh, yeah, I had to do minimum of 140. Okay. I'm at like 180 something right now. Oh, cool. So you could just quit. I could, but you technically have to go through the entire semester. Ah. Since it's a part of an actual program, it's not like I just suck it out myself you know Not like
0: community service so the
1: 180 right. hours into your internship is it something you'd
2: want to continue with um in terms of the field yeah definitely um in terms of the area of study probably not like law is just, law is very uh dry so, so to go I mean, back on that if evan's recording or not oh yeah you're, you're good um, what's the area of field and what's the area of study? So yeah, so I'm going to school for what's called strategic communications, and it's basically in the realm of uh, has it dabbles in marketing, dabbles in public relations, okay, um, stuff like that, and uh, visual communications. And the internship I have is actually in the external affairs branch at the Supreme Court in Hartford. Okay, and we're basically all I do is basically deal with media relations, and um, I write up a lot of speeches, a lot of... Oh, that's cool. um, ...coordinate ceremonies, stuff like that. Okay. Anything that you have to do with in terms of if one department wants to communicate with either the public or another department... That goes through our office pretty much. So, with that, would that lead you into
1: like a media career where it would be like if you could dive into something that you liked more? Like, um, off the top of my head, because we're in a gym, I would think like CrossFit Games Media or right. things
2: like that. You could
0: that. be the next Dan Bailey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'd have to gain probably another 200 pounds. No, what was it saying? Like Danny Broflex? <laughs> oh, the, the, the Maddie, be- whatever. He's hilarious. <laughs> that character's hilarious. He still reminds me of Todd. Yeah, every, definitely. Every time he does that. Um,. Yeah, it could uh media relations and like uh in terms of technic like the technical side of that field, you can go into ESPN, you could do cool. newsroom stuff um or you could go again the more marketing route or you can go the more public relations route. Um it's a, it's a huge field which is both good and also kind of scary. Sure. Um, there's so many options right. and you kind of got
1: to sort through and be like what do I like what don't I like do right. I stay with what I'm doing because I'm already in it right. that kind of
2: thing yep so
0: play your mic in a little bit, just a little, just, bit? A little, yeah, just a little bit there you go I tend to
2: be a mouth breather so I don't to. Oh, <laughs> perfect as I, I was just catching right that the last time where I was like can you
0: hear yeah. me breathing uh, so. it's okay <laughs> so, I don't wanna, um, you know. so you have a complex series of things going on you're like going to school for media stuff you're coaching at a crossfit gym used to work at michael's oh uh, yes <laughs> um, lots of
2: arts and crafts ptsd <laughs> montage ensues I'm glad to not be there over <laughs> the holidays this year yeah yeah i mean i know matt talks a lot about best buy he's another coach um other Matt. other Matt. The other matt. he talks a lot about best buy and it's like man i feel you yeah like, I've, oh. I've been in that for it would have been six years if i didn't oh. if i didn't you know, get out of there, so... So, is, like, this time of the year where the holiday is coming and all the decorations, is oh, that, we, like... we get Christmas stuff probably end of August. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, That's crazy talk, the yeah. end of August. Yep.
1: So, what, if I had to ask, what is your craziest Michael's story? Oh, man.
2: Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> we made a what to is the, the weirdest um...
2: shit that you saw happen at Michael's? Probably the most obscure thing Thing that's probably ever happened that I can immediately recall would have to be this woman that came in and she was looking for uh, silicone mold making supplies. And you're like, whoo! And um, in, when a woman comes into Michael's looking for whatever, you don't tend to second guess what it is. And yeah, sure. She's making a mold of something, and we're and she's being very vague about it, and we're trying to. Just ask questions upon questions and try to, try to understand what she wants to do with this project. Absolutely. And, uh, Is she
0: making implants? That's immediately where
1: my brain went to as
0: well. Even like.
2: worse. Oh, no. She's <laughs> she making a penis mold? You are 100% correct. <laughs> so, she, so she does not beat around the bush. She directly tells us, yeah, I'm trying to make a mold of, of my husband's penis. That's awesome. As a That's Christmas awesome. gift. To me. (laughs) To herself. She's like, I'm trying to gift myself a dick. Yeah. And um, that kind of catches us by surprise. This is about probably the second year I'm there, so I'm probably about 17. (laughs) I'm not naive to the point where it's like I've never heard of that thing before. But it's like you're comfortable with telling a 17 – or possibly even younger-year-old sure, <laughs> year old kid, that you're making a mold of your husband's
0: penis. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is sexual harassment on some level.
2: Yeah, so uh, t- to my memory, that's probably the thing that sticks out in terms awesome. of the most obscure thing I've ever So did you give um, her some good tips? I had to... Uh, just the tip? <laughs> uh, I had to send her off to my manager at the time because I was just like, I don't know how to deal with this. I'm a little uncomfortable. That's really funny. That's yeah, crazy. So, yeah. That's awesome. I have no... Uh, no uh, experience in penis mold making, so I couldn't offer her. Any <laughs> well, you have YouTube and so, now and yeah. Google; you can fucking do anything. Absolutely. So I don't
0: know why you had to ask me. <laughs> um, so what's what's I'm like sorry. your uh, what's your what was your high school experience like? Both like <laughs> besides academ- ah, dick yes. making, yeah, ah, yes. <laughs> Academically, athletically, like what what all do you have going on? Um. I I
2: really enjoyed high school, and I know a lot of people in my generation say, "Oh, I hated high school." I love college. I love getting out of the public school system, and 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 I could see why. But um, I love the structure of it. I love getting out at two o'clock every day, and and uh, having the rest of my day to get through homework, which took ten minutes for sure. me, and and then having the rest of the day to to, to do whatever I wanted. Um, but I kind of, I had my friends, and I kind of flew under the radar. I wasn't, I wasn't the person to get picked on, but I wasn't necessarily the, the first person that came to everyone's mind. Sure. So I just kind of was able to stick through high school, get through it without any sort of bullying or um, getting in trouble too much, um, which so were, was good.
0: Were you like a cool nerd?
2: Um, if I had to. Put a label on it, then yeah, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> well, I don't. I'm think just enough... picturing like
0: you weren't like the glasses like get picked on kid, but you weren't no. like a jock. No, absolutely you were the not. like uh, no, absolutely not yeah. plays Halo and hangs out with his friends kind of guy.
2: Right. So Gosh. I guess I would label it that, but I don't think enough people knew me <laughs> to <laughs> kind of put a label to it. But Fair yeah. Enough. So I mean, I enjoyed school. I, I I had a love for history. So every social science class I had, I. Probably got 110 in. Well,
0: that's because you had all the answers on your arm. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I, had, I was full tatted back in when I was 15, 16, with <laughs> all the history. Yeah, a Greek um, history test. But yeah, I, I loved it, and, and um, unfortunately, I wasn't too much of a of a sports or at least a team sport player. Okay. Um, I uh, I played tennis my sophomore and junior year, and I played volleyball. My senior year, cool. I was offensive player of the year. Did 120 kills. Wow. I, you Not, can
0: kill people with death.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, um, I Matt's going to start
1: our uh, Sonny's Volleyball League team up again. Yeah. For, uh, I hope so. Beach that, Volleyball. That would... We had it for like two or three yep. years. We did it yep. great with it. So if that's the serious thing, if you oh, yeah, want to do it, do it
2: up, man. I love volleyball. Um, and uh, I still have a lot of uh, connections with a lot of the volleyball players from high school, so...
0: Any particular reason for those two sports? Were you, like, into them or your family was into them or just picked it out of a hat or...?
2: So, um, my my dad actually... One, the one thing that we kind of had to kind of keep a connection between us was, was tennis. He was a huge tennis player, a huge golf and tennis follower his whole life. Um, so, kind of one thing that we actually were able to connect with whenever I saw him was to play tennis. He raised me on the sport. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say I was... Amazing but i was I was decent, sure, and um, I was able to at least keep up with him and so in high school when there was actually a team um it was kind of i guess some last ditch effort to kind of get him to come out and and, and support me and, and do stuff with me on the side and, sure and um so I ended up so I did one season went fine, and then the second season I kind of halfway through was like i don't really I'm okay at it, but I don't enjoy it. I'm not really doing this for the right reasons. Um, the friends that I had were actually already in the vol on, on the volleyball team from like freshman year. Okay, and they always kind of tried to push me to do it. And I was like, eh, I don't think it's my thing. I don't think I'd be any good at it. And um, so senior year, I decided I was like I'm not going to do tennis this year. Um, if I'm going to do anything, I might as well do volleyball. and Tempted it and liked it a lot, and I really heavily regretted not doing that all four years. Yeah, um, it sounds like you were really good at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think just naturally being tall and able to jump high, yeah, you definitely jump, <laughs> man, um, allowed me to at least build on something in one season. So
0: they yeah. do say volleyball is like the Caucasian basketball.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, I actually did try out um, for basketball in middle school. Ah. Uh, uh, I, I had, ex- me and my friend, my neighborhood friends would play basketball all the time. We had a basketball hoop in, in my driveway at the time, and I I loved basketball. Uh, and I thought I was, it was so good because I was the best person in my friends group. Sure. I, no way that I'm not making varsity. <laughs> yeah. I am definitely starting. Yeah. So I tried out, and it was like three or four days of tryouts. And um, on the last day, uh, the coach pulls me aside and is like, hey, 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 come here. Come 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 I want to talk to you about something. I was like, yeah, did, you know, how, how do you think I did? Do you think I made it? You know, What position do you want me to play? He goes, yeah, about that. <laughs> Damn it. Um, you, you did really well for yourself. Uh, but we don't want you to be on the team per se. How about, would you like to be manager? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'd much rather you just tell me to fuck off. Because <laughs> I feel like... You wanna be manager is kind of a slap to the face. Yeah. Absolutely. Um So uh I enthusiastically declined and <laughs> never wanted to play basketball another day in my life. Well there you go. We're done yeah. with basketball. Yeah. So yeah.
0: What uh what was your experience with youth sports? Like I feel like I don't know if this is my experience or if this is just universal to the experience of like being that age and like specifically in the generation I was, but I feel like uh I feel like everyone was like relatively mean to each other in sort of like a fun way, but sort of picked on each other in a way that was like hard, but it was always like um and it's it's funny to me now because it's become so like culturally inappropriate, but it was like six years of everyone calling each other gay all the time oh a hundred percent
2: the um the word that I've grown to hate uh in I guess I'll say it. The the, the word faggot. Mm. I hate that word now. Good. But I hate that I and, and I hate that my I used it so much growing up. Sure. And, and um, I like to say because everyone said it around me, and that's one part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, growing up playing, I played soccer when I was younger. I played it from when I was about five years old to about ten, and just boys growing up from that age is used whatever slang they wanted to use yeah. and uh and um yeah they were we were you had you had a few key people who were you know kind of kept their heads down were quiet on the teams that i played with but majority of them were like the i'm better than everyone else i should get more playing time yeah um if you're worse than me then you're obviously gay in some sort of way or yeah you're, <laughs> or you're uh feminine or you're you know you're just not as manly as me as at the age of 8 yeah. so it <laughs> makes no some sense so nonsense yeah so um, i wonder what yeah. the
0: equivalent of that is now cuz like i feel like it's interesting how quickly we were actually having this conversation relatively recently on a film set i was on i think it was about um how like kevin hart or someone got like pulled from the oscars because of old tweets or something and basically the conversation was like I feel like it's hard to not acknowledge like not that not that it makes it right but like just how culturally normal all of that was like mm-hmm. 10 years ago 16 oh, years ago whatever it was like and and again not that that justifies it but there's a point where it's like it's a little – it's sort of a, a those in glass houses situation, to me, you know, where it's like we're going to cherry pick something someone said 12 years ago. And I'm like, I'm really glad I didn't have Twitter when I was in high school playing sports because oh, the things we called each oh, other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, which are, are horrible. But I guess I just wonder what that is now because I feel like I don't, I don't think kids are calling each other faggots anymore. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what would be the, like, new edgelord thing to, like – I Call mean, half other. the
1: things that I say, my wife has to correct me on because she's like, that's offensive. And I was like, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was offensive. I mean, everything now was offensive in some certain way. A
0: going to get shut down. <laughs> yeah, right? You said some
1: bad things. We're done. But I mean, you look at that to what you're saying, like to the time of when you're saying, and it was it? did you know it wasn't a good word? Yeah, you knew it wasn't a good word. Did you know it was going to offend someone? Yeah, you knew it was going to offend someone. Right. But did you know that it was so deeply, like, disrespectful right. like right. to the core of a whole group of people? No. Yeah, and if you right. did you probably wouldn't have said it and it's the same as now where a lot of the stuff as you're saying you look back on it and you're like if i mean i would never want people to judge me on the things that i said when i was in middle school or high school mm-hmm. because you're an adult you make yeah. different decisions right, now. the language you used was much different um but i completely agree that the, the verbiages that all of us used at a certain point of time especially yeah. in youth sports i mean me playing sports all the way through my life like there's things we said we probably wouldn't say. There's probably things we say now, that in 10 years, people will be like, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. Like, right. That's horrible.
0: I'm curious what those things will end up being. But, well, um, we'll find out. So you got through high school, finished high school sports. Mm-hmm. You went to work at Michael's. When did you start working at Michael's?
2: Um, technically, the fall of my senior year in high school. Um, okay. So like yeah. the beginning of yep. senior year. Yep. Um.
0: Was it a, like, deep love of arts and crafts? or <laughs> <you> just <laughs> some side cash. I just can't hide it anymore, man.
2: I love arts and crafts. Dude,
0: Garland. Yeah, just on, my,
2: uh... on my break, I would just go into the back room, open everything up, and just lay in it. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's just, it, I'm, I'm sure it's the same story that every high school kid had. I'm just looking for money. Yeah, sure. Um, I just got my car. I uh, just got my license and I need to put gas in it. I need to, I want to go out with friends. You know, I had a girlfriend at the time that I want to go out and do stuff with. And so you just, you need money. And uh, unfortunately, it trapped me for almost six years and, <laughs> and uh, it kept me there by uh, shooting me up the ladder and, and yeah. giving me pay raises. And it's just like, oof. Um, You'll keep arts and crafting all the way through. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, distinctly and during the interview um (laughs) where it's like the the manager at the time her name was uh her name was june and she was like so if you had to describe your creative side what do you do for fun um what, do you like to draw? Do you like to paint? Do you like to like knit stuff like that? And I had to completely lie out of my ass. <laughs> um, I Big had to, knitter, right, right. Um, I had to tell her that I like drawing a lot. That I tried my hand at painting. <laughs> um, that I, I really liked nature, so I was good with woodworking. And, I had, and, and other other than doodles that everyone does on their notebook, I'd never. <laughs> drew, seriously painted or drew or woodworked a day in my life up to that point. Um, But it's just about trying to get hired at the age of 16. And, and, um, yeah, it was just a job. Just a job.
0: I mean, as far as most, like, crappy first jobs go, I mean, it it served you for a good chunk of time. Most of my first jobs were, like, I was, like, I worked at a pizza shop for, like, three months, and I worked at a grocery store, like, one day a week for a while. Like, I didn't Mm -hmm. do anything that was... I didn't totally hate and bail on relatively quickly. I don't think I had anything for more than six months, really. You know? Mm. Yeah. I mean,
2: it was. I do I regret it? No. Um, it was. It was. It was weird. It was a different type of retail situation where it's like the the Michaels, the way they run their team and the size of their team, and the size of their stores. It was big enough to be to make a lot of money and to always have stuff to do and to be a big name in terms of retail. Um, but in terms of, uh, but it was just small enough to where you, you worked with the same people all the time. You knew everyone. Um, so I, I made some really good friends working there and, uh, I loved that environment at a, in a way of getting away from school at the time. It was, it was simple work, whatever, got away from the house, got away from school and, and um, it it gave me a lot, uh, but it's just man, people are brutal, yeah. And the the general public just have no care in the world for who sure. you are as a person, and and uh, they want their shit now, right? And in the way that uh, I'm sure many retail corporations are run is just you're just forced to obey that and forced to fall in line with that, and it's just retail sucks. But the the team there, I really enjoyed and made a lot of friends.
1: And And I'm assuming it's probably quite the opposite of what we were just talking about with youth sports, where people are like giving each other a hard time and making fun of one another and being down on one another, where it sounds like you actually found a real team that's working together to accomplish a goal and supporting one another
2: and trying to help one another out. Yeah, so we we got a lot of feedback from, because we had uh, about three or four different store managers during the entire time that I worked there. And every time a new one came in, they would always say, "This is this team is way different than any store I've ever been a part of." And I think it's just because the majority of our workers were kind of in the same age bracket. Sure, um, it was just a, it was just a younger majority of workers, and we all knew each other. We all got along, um, and we actually communicated, which is something that a lot of store managers were surprised about. Yeah, um, they were surprised that. You guys wanted to talk to each other outside right, of work. Right. They stumbled
0: into the Chick Fil A model of employing all 19-year-olds. Yeah. Dude, I feel like every Chick Fil A is run by high school kids. Oh yeah. There's like one adult, and then it's yeah. all children. Yep. But anyway, continue.
2: No, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, again, Michaels was it was a job, a lot of horror stories, but a lot of good stories. Um, but at the end of the day, it's retail. It's just like yeah. if you can get out. Get out. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you yeah. said when you went to school initially, you were going to school for environmental sciences.
2: So yeah, so I, I forgot had to, about that. So I had to, yeah, the, the whole school and work situation is a long, long process. Um, <laughs> so I, I initially went, so I started working at Michael's senior year of high school, and and I worked up to I worked there all the way up to last June uh, or this June, technically, I guess. And um, you're almost a year out. Almost a year out. <laughs> Ooh, hold a, a big uh, one-year anniversary party. <laughs> Dishonorably
0: um, discharged.
2: But I, I initially went to uh, a community college. I went to Manchester Community for two years. Okay. And um, I transferred out one credit short of getting an associate's because I knew I had to do something, and but I didn't know what. And I loved high- sc- or I loved history in high school, so I figured what can I do with history I'll be a history teacher sure um loved all my history teachers in high school if I could be like them great um so I went to eastern connecticut uh university um, and uh state university and uh I went there for one semester, and the process of becoming a teacher uh majoring in history was just not what i expected. And sure. Definitely this is not what i want to do. I don't know what i want to do now. Um so i ended up taking a semester off, transferring to Central and then majoring in environmental science cuz like okay, if history isn't working out, what do i like next? Uh, I like being outdoors.
0: I like trees. Let's go hiking. I like trees and shit. (laughs) You Uh, can tell it's an Aspen.
2: (laughs) By the way, that is. Rocks are pretty neat. Uh, (laughs) um, So, yeah. So, I did environmental science for two semesters, and I was like, oof, this is... Science major is probably not up my alley either. What am I doing? I'm having a crisis. (laughs) (laughs) So, at this point, you've already accumulated three and a half
1: years of college credit. So, you've got a ton of college credit, and you're like, all right, now what do I do? Yep.
2: So, I eventually uh, changed my major to strategic strategic communications. I'm in my uh, third semester now, or second semester now, with that. Everything's going great. I enjoy it. So,. By the time I graduate, I think I'll end up on the six-year plan with a nice. four-year degree. That's yeah, all right. But, I mean, uh, with the with the time taken off, going the part-time because I had to work throughout college. Sure. Um, I didn't get any help from mom and dad, unfortunately. Um, so loans and also paying for things just – it, it, it happened. Were, That's yeah. my timeline, unfortunately, but it will all come to an end. Yeah. yeah. Man,
1: I mean, it's not unfortunate. It's all experience, right? right? You start. Right. I mean, you kind of weeded out what you wanted to do. Yep. I uh, – I myself spent a semester at Eastern,
2: thinking I wanted to be a PE teacher, and yep. similar to you, being like, after one semester, being like, nope, yeah. get me the hell <laughs> yeah. out of here. No, thank you. Even the even the environment of Eastern, I just didn't enjoy. There's just something about that school. It's just yeah. like, ugh. did you commute there?
1: I commuted there, and yep. like, I I just didn't I didn't enjoy my one semester. And I already had a bachelor's degree at that point. And I went back for a semester of master's okay. degree work. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go be a PE teacher. It looks like the sickest job in the world. I'm going mm-hmm. to play kickball, and I'm out at 2 o'clock, 2.30, and this is right. going to be great. Right. And then they'd show you what it's really about, and you're like, oh, so there's no kickball? <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we can't play dodgeball? Damn it.
2: Yeah, the commute there was awful. I don't know where you commuted from. But... I was
1: living in Coventry, Connecticut.
2: Okay. So it wasn't too far from there, but
1: I was also working full-time, right. Right. similar to what you were saying. I was working at Medifit, so similar job what i did previous to this Mm -hmm. up in springfield so i'd like work in the morning in springfield drive down to eastern go take a couple classes Uh, romantic then
2: drive to coventry and i was like this is horrible yeah Yeah, it was like an hour of traffic was okay (laughs) it's just it sucked and i mean i i it it wasn't so far different because i've commuted my entire college career i commute now so it's like it is what it is but it's just man especially when the biggest section of commute on Towards Eastern is a one-lane road, which I think is like Route 2 or something. Yeah, whatever it is. In the middle of nowhere. It just sucks. Mm.
1: So with that, working at Michael's, going through college, before you joined here, what were you doing fitness, health, wellness-wise?
0: Just playing tetherball at home every day. (laughs) Just beating the shit out of that ball. Yeah. The goddamn Michael's. (laughs) That's a a nice allegory for it. We'll leave it at that. Um,
2: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um... No, I mean, so I, starting in high school, I, I would go to Planet Fitness with a, with a few of my friends. And, you know, back then, you just want to look good for girls, you know. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure 98% of the guys who get into stuff like this probably started somewhere yeah, of like course. that.
1: Did they have a lunk alarm at that point oh, where they're like, yeah. you could
2: not lift weights. Yep. Where Use was, the machines.
1: Where was that? The one at Enfield. There's where? one in Enfield? Yeah, yeah. right across from, um, like, the cancer centers yeah. on
2: 190. Uh, St. Not St. Francis. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Johnson yeah, yeah, yeah. Medical Center over there. Um, but at the time, they actually had Olympic benches and okay. barbells. So they still
1: had barbells and dumbbells. They haven't gotten yep. rid of that yet. Yeah.
2: But the, about a year or two into that, they ended up getting rid of the, all barbells, and now it's just machines and everything. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would I would go there for about a month or two, not come back for another three months, four sure. months. Go back for another four months maybe. Not come back for another four or five months.
0: Is this like um, post high school or during high school? This is p-
2: high school into like my first couple of years of college.
0: I just picture you as being like six two and a buck forty five for some reason.
2: Uh, I was 6'1 and like a buck forty, okay. so probably wow. even worse. So you're not wrong there. Yeah, as yeah well. so you're not wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm I'm am still tall and lanky now. I, it, it was even worse back then. Yeah, and, uh,
1: but now you're strong. Yeah, Strength is relative.
2: Relative, lyrical <laughs> relative. relative. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just I, I hated going to that place. I also just had no direction. I didn't sure. know what I was doing. I was basically self-teaching myself through YouTube and, and Instagram, unfortunately. And um, through high school, I'd always heard of CrossFit. And I, I was—I had a couple friends that were that were wrestlers and football players, and they always did it in the off season or yep. right before school to kind of just to uh, to stay in shape. And I think else looking back at it, I think a couple of them actually went here. Yeah.
1: So with that timeline of what yeah. you're referring to, I was actually working with because Gouch was a football yep. coach. So I was working with Gouch's football team. I was doing all the summer strength and conditioning, and I was also working in the high school. Yeah. Probably you're seeing your senior year with the wrestling team, yep. basketball team, and some of the football guys. So, yeah. I mean I definitely had somewhat of an influence
2: at that point, but that was a while ago now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, I heard about it. I'd always I was always tempted to do it, um and, and looking back at it, the the image that I had of it is so different to what it actually really is, um, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, I always uh, thought it was all tire flips and sled hammers.
2: Yeah, I thought when the initial image I always got in my mind when I thought it was CrossFit was a green turf with sled pushes, tire flips, and, and like weight vests. Yeah, and well, uh, you're not wrong with yeah, that either. It's, it's not that far It's <laughs> Just a little bit further removed. But, but yeah. Right, right. Um, so I I ended up uh, I was like one day I was like you know this is it. I Google searched. Uh, CrossFit gyms in my area This came up uh, Blue Diamond came up um, And I think Wingman came up And okay. I planned one day When was this? <clears throat> Last Okay so This is 2019 So March of End of March of 2018 Okay right? Gotta be Yeah um, And uh, so I planned a day To kind of go around And look at all of them And I came here first and then signed up. I, yeah. didn't, I I didn't go I didn't go anywhere else. Um but those uh and I'm sure just like everyone else those first couple weeks the worst weeks of your life yeah. uh, super sore super sore, super gassed um you know
0: did you think you were going to do well, well. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I honestly have no idea. Well, I
0: just ask because I think I expected it to at least be okay, and it was like a horribly rude awakening. uh,
2: Right. I mean, well, you have history and at least... I guess. Lifting heavy, you have wrestling, so you have some sort of strength background. Sort of. You know, going into this, I think my back squat PR was my body weight, (laughs) which again was a buck 40 at that point. Um, My bench was probably around the same, maybe it will be even less. So like I, I had, I just totally out of my element. Um, and even to this day, I can't really pinpoint why I enjoy it so much or why I stayed. Um, but, uh, I think over time I just got, I, I really got into, I think if I were to do this alone, it, I would. I probably would have quit. It's mm. tough. It's right. tough. I, I was
1: just looking up on my phone. Your first date I have on here was
2: four one eighteen. Yep. So that was that was my f- the first no sweat intro right there. It's four one eighteen. Yeah. So it's almost two April years. April Fool's Day. I think I'm actually wearing the same compression pants. That same I wore. Outfit. <laughs> in the Same outfit. Same underwear. <laughs> yeah, same exact underwear. I haven't washed it since. Good luck, Charlie. Two child. years. Lucky on ramp undies. Yep. But. So
0: you started CrossFitting, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. doing, doing class, doing the thing. Yep. Um, I showed up in like June or July or something. Um, And I don't know what was, I guess I'd be curious actually, like what was your experience before that sort of with the community? Because my experience was like. I didn't know anyone and I'd come from like club fitness. And so I was sort of just like showing up and figuring out what the heck I was doing and I didn't know how to move and I didn't know any of this stuff and I didn't know anyone. And I feel like you were the first person that I sort of like started to like see and connect with and try to talk to. Mm-hmm. But like, had you been like talking to or hanging out with people at all? Or were you sort of doing your own thing before that or, um, cause there's a few months there. Yeah.
2: Uh, no. So when I, when I came in, I think the, the, the thing that shocked me was like everyone knew each other. Sure. And and it and from an outsider's perspective it seemed like everyone knew each other extremely well. Yeah. Like they they had been together for years and some of them have. Yep. And and but like then you'd come to examples where the people have been in the gym probably 2 weeks before me but they're already like best friends. I was like this this is out of this is otherworldly to me. I'm not used to this at all. Yeah, I've had experience in team sports and stuff and but it's just like I just, I, it's crazy to think about going into a gym and just, now you're just instantly in someone's life like that. Yeah. And, but no, not, until I met you, yeah, I was, I, you know, I was inching slower and slower into this circle, but I, I had until you and Mandy, I, had, I hadn't really hung out with anyone, um, outside of, out, uh, or within the gym, anything like that, um. And now so, it yeah. seems like I mean I'm I'm from an outsider
1: standpoint but it seems like a lot of the network of friends that I see you guys associating with are people from the gym. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah.
2: I mean uh, Evan and Mandy were the two f- like first people I really f- I uh, got to know got to hang out with we and used then, to
0: hang out with todd a lot more too before because yeah. todd no, before todd got work. a job yeah, yeah he was yeah. around in the same slots as us a lot yeah and so we would all hang out together a lot and so during that initial time of like todd and matt coming over like we all just started hanging out and then we did misfits and stuff but yeah. now he's busy being a yeah. ot or whatever but i think that was sort of the initial connection which actually led to like It was actually right around uh, Misfit Toys, I feel like, was when we started connecting with other people more. Because Misfit Toys was when we, like, went out to Acapulcos with, like, Mm -hmm. Brian and Leighton and Lauren. And a lot of people who, for me up to that point, had honestly been a little bit intimidating as the more, like, Mm -hmm. had been there longer, were fitter, you know, various things. And that was the first time that I feel like we sort of... Started to connect with all those people more, and then I feel like once that happened, it was just sort of like all you know. You're sort of in everything at that point,
2: right? You kind of break through that that wall, yeah. Um, yeah. Which it which to the
1: point of that is anybody that's listening to this that's newer, people want to hang out with you. Yeah, people want to know who you are. I mean, just put oh, yourself yeah. out there. Yeah. Show up to events. Like people are going to be happy to see you come out and want to like get to know you.
2: Right. Like uh, we were we were hanging out. Um, I, I don't even know the timeline here, but. We were hanging out, and then we just randomly asked Brandon to hang out.
0: We didn't even ask Brandon. So this was (coughs) at the donut run. We were hanging out, and we were like – sitting in the car trying to stay warm mm-hmm. like before or after the donut run and we had like interacted a little bit with Brandon but Brandon literally like came over was like hey can I join you got in the car and yeah. then was like what are you guys doing after and like came over and we like got pizza and hung out and then yeah. Brandon has been <laughs> absconded into our party <laughs> yeah. since then but I think I do think to what you're saying it's like um there's definitely a world where like when people have history and relationships it can seem like this intimidating thing and i feel like we try to be proactive about like reaching out to newer people and stuff but there's a certain point too where it's like you're not you're not imposing you know like it just if if you want to come hang out at sam's on wednesday or you want to go get food after a competition or whatever or show up yeah just just show up or just say hi or whatever else like i don't think anyone's really Picky about it, um, but you do. I think at a certain point, like hopefully everyone pulls you in. But at a certain point, I do think you got to like push your way in a little yeah, bit too. Course. Sometimes yeah.
1: you can't just bounce immediately after class, put your head down, and walk out of here if right. you want to get to know people. You right. got to walk up
2: to someone and have a conversation. It's almost mm-hmm. impossible to even do that. It really. You know? I hope like, so. Like, I mean, that by design. I hope so. Right. You even even if you try to force yourself to duck out after class, th- there's someone that said that kind of like will say something to you at the end, yep. like "Oh, nice job. I hope you you're coming in tomorrow." Whatever it is, yeah, um, you're almost kind of like pushed—not pushed. You're you're, you're kind of like subjected to it, regardless. And I think people just w- eventually warm up to it. I think there's this. This kind of like interfere of of clicks, yeah. That I think come from you know people growing up or whatever. Yeah, I mean
1: those sports teams that you're talking right, yeah. about or whatever model mode you came from right. of high school or college. That uh, we have these clicks of
2: people where in the gym we try to break down that barrier, right? right. And I th- and I think like yeah, there's there's a few people who are better friends, and me, you are better friends than I am with someone else in the gym. Sure, but I mean, it, and I can see where that can be kind of scary from an outsider's perspective. Um, but yeah, I. I we're just all warming and uh yeah i don't know i mean if yeah if 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 we get along we get along I mean, yeah
0: and there's always people like <clears throat> i think there's always like different people who people are going to connect with better too and different seasons of people like you know todd's been busier so we haven't seen him as much but mm-hmm. he, i feel like he's been more plugged in with like the sarah matt whatever else crowd and stuff like and there's people who hang out and so it's just like just uh you know, taking the time to talk to people and get to know people. I think that's a big thing. Like, that's a big thing that I feel like I recognized as, like, I feel like I was intentional about early on was just, like, I remember one day we were, like, just rolling stuff out after class or something. And I feel like I just sort of started asking you random questions, like, about your life. And it was just sort of that, like... You know, that you still have, happens. Too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it happens all the time on on mic now. Yeah, but um, you have, but yeah, you have
2: no problem doing that. No, but <laughs> you
0: you just got to start. You know, being proactive about getting to know people, and whether you're asking them about training or asking them about whatever else, just like choosing to engage with people, and then more opportunities present. Um, which is funny because I feel like it was very shortly after that that people started thinking that like we had like known each other and like signed up together mm-hmm. and we're like oh where do you guys know each other from and I was like here <laughs> like three I, I weeks mean, ago I
2: mean people even still believe I live with you
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean
2: like but to speak to that
1: we've had I think out of the gym four or five weddings happen from people meeting in the gym Dude, where we, they we found their could be yeah you never uh, yes. know we're yeah. partners.
0: Apparently according to Mandy's family. We uh, we were at a at a Thanksgiving thing with Mandy's family. It was just like this like day after Thanksgiving thing, and we're like playing card games with her extended family and a bunch of people get up to leave, and her like old uncle goes, "So uh, Evan, is that your partner?" <laughs> and, like, and Matt puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, "Oh, I thought you'd never ask." <laughs> but uh, we can finally, come Nate, out with our a secret. Official. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it's been a, it's been a good time and it's been fun to get to like compete together and stuff and, and hang out. And, you know, I think it's a, it's a core part of what I value about the gym is relationships with people and whether that's the people who you hang out with more often or less often, like, it's just cool to, to see everyone. Um, so like talking about the competition thing and stuff, so like you came into CrossFit, no background in it, started Mm. messing around, like did you have any goals? Did you start to generate any goals? Was there anything that you were like, I'm really good at this or I'm not really good at this? Like what was sort of your experience as far as like what, what created the buy-in or was it just like, well, I guess I'm doing this now.
2: Oh man. Uh, in terms of what I'm not good at, what, what am I good at? (laughs) Especially, especially starting CrossFit. I was just like, there's so many avenues, you know, you've got your gymnastics, you've got your conditioning, you've got your, uh, Olympic weightlifting, you've got your, uh, you know, powerlifting aspect of
0: Olympic weightlifting. Um, Yeah.
2: It's just like, uh, so it's, it's finding what I enjoyed was difficult at first, but then like you, you, you with different workouts comes different opportunities to test different things. And, um, I started really liking gymnastics a lot and, and I started really liking Olympic lifting and I think not because I was good at it, but because it was, there was a something to learn and there was a, there was a skill gap there and um i think what what's kept me around recently is or i shouldn't say keep me around what's what's posed my interest recently has definitely been olympic weightlifting and um so recently i've been focusing a lot on that which is good i mean um and i found this over the time with a
1: bunch of people that typically people gravitate gravitate towards what they're not genetically great at right um so you're like as you said, you're six one, and how much do you weigh? Right
2: now, about one sixty five. So one six
1: one, one sixty five. For a weightlifter, you're not the best oh, yeah. 100% shape or size, 100% You know, what I mean?
2: 100% <laughs> like at six one,
1: you should weigh like two fifty. Right. Yeah. Um, right. right. But the, if we just with,
0: cut your knees off, he'll be uh, great. Yes,
2: just my knees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but with that being said, right. it's like. Uh, you would be much better if you were like I want to be an endurance athlete. Oh yeah, 100%. you know, or I want to get better at all the gymnasticky CrossFit yeah. things. You I be...
2: hate running. Yeah, and, but there you go. <laughs> and I'm the same boat.
1: I'm six feet tall. I weighed when I first started CrossFit like 170, 175, and I was like, I need to get stronger because right. I suck at it. Mm. And like 15 years later, I'm still trying to get stronger. Mm-hmm. But um, I get that. man that's what yeah. I mean, that's, I hear a lot of that.
0: It was funny. Uh, so this summer. Somehow I talked James and Joe and Matt into doing this uh, (laughs) off-road triathlon (laughs) with me down at uh i don't even know where that was this winding trails place it's like farmington i think <laughs> something like that but so matt you know has run at the gym and <laughs> runs pretty well <laughs> he has mountain biked <coughs> and he claimed he could swim i technically can, <laughs> <He> technically can <laughs> i swim. can stay
2: afloat i can swim in a pool yeah so so we pull up to this place i can save my life
0: yeah that's fair so it's this like It's beautiful. The place was incredible, actually. I thought it was really cool. But we get there, and um, (laughs) we see the lake. And Matt's Matt's first thing he says is, like, you ever experience that thing where you see something and you just know that that's where your body's going to be forever?
2: (laughs) You ever just see a place and you know you're going to die there? This is me right now witnessing that area.
0: But so we're – James – I was the only one who had done a triathlon before, I think, and I had done one on on the Cape, so I didn't have a lot of experience. We're all a bunch of newbies. James was like sick; he had like mono he just or something. Got he had Lyme disease. disease. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had Lyme disease, and yeah, his like one shoulder. arm was jacked up for some reason. I
1: Have one arm and Lyme disease. Yep, yeah, but he
0: had like this super fancy bike. <laughs> we rented bikes because you could like rent brand new trek bikes for like twenty five bucks, That's awesome. which was awesome. They were actually super nice oh, yeah, bikes, they were super nice. Um, and then Joe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he comes in with this 1997 mongoose perfect
0: perfect full
2: had, aluminum his had, bike is older than you guys
1: are oh yeah dude
0: it had like the uh it had i don't even know what they are the like handlebar guards that yeah. like come oh, up used off to the use sides. those all the time dude my bike has that on there too what the hell is that called
1: you use it like going up a hill you put your hands yeah. on this, so you can get like more leverage yeah
0: but uh, Joe, Joe was like, "Look at all these guys like shifting gears." and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, Oh Joe, you're gonna have a hard time you with this, youngsters.
2: huh?" his chain ended up popping off in the trail.
0: <laughs> but so, so we all line up. Oh no! And it's like the the launch story. of the swim. Mandy's there, um, just filming us. <laughs> and there's a great video of Matt just looking so scared at the beginning of the swim. I hit it pretty well, <laughs> but uh, I just I just jumped in and took off basically. Sure, because um, you've been training. For this. I've You're been ready. training for this, and I was. He swam like two days. A yeah, you week were taking swimming lessons at yeah. yeah. but and I was honestly, I was like, I need to beat James and Joe. Was sort of like my big goal, and I was like, yeah. and I know that Joe's gonna outrun me, and James is probably gonna outbike me. Sure. So I gotta buy whatever lead I can right here. <laughs> so I take off, and you know, went through the race, whatever. But so Matt gets in the water, and uh, uh, yes, so talk, talk you about want your me, water you want experience. Let me, you
2: want me to take it from
0: here. Your James story,
2: <laughs> sure. So I. I, I already start walking into the water. Everyone's running. I don't need to sprinting <laughs> into the water. I'm just taking my time because I know I'm going to be in the back of the pack. Um, So about probably 100 meters in <laughs> of a 400-meter swim, 100 meters in, all the guys – so the guys have to start separately from the women. Okay. And all the guys are probably all finishing the swim almost. And the first humiliating point is I hear a lot of ruckus behind me and <laughs> – Sure enough, here comes the group of women that started about two minutes (laughs) after us. So now that all the women have passed me. uh, But there's one person in front of me, probably about 20 feet in front of me, and it's James. (laughs) So two, you're out in the middle of a lake. Yep. So he turns – it's just me and him. We're both swimming. And he turns to me and he goes, hey, Wakely. How are you holding up? (laughs) And I'm like – and I'm trying not to die here. So I'm like – I'm all right. I'm doing okay. <laughs> and he goes, All right, man. Turns around. Probably 10 seconds later. Hey, Wakely. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. <laughs> <we're like>, uh oh. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. And he signals to the lifeguard, and the lifeguard has to come and bring him. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, you know, I kept pretty good swimming form for about the first 20 feet. (laughs) (laughs) The wake of the pool. uh, Yeah. So after that, it was pure doggy paddle. Hey. Um, But he got it done. A lot of quads. Um, Oh, I got it done all right, but I really paid for it. Um, (laughs) I ran. So the next section was was bike. Yeah. I ran to the bike section, got my bike. And, of course, the start of the bike is an uphill (laughs) for about probably, I don't know, a quarter of a mile maybe. Yeah. Um, So I used up all my quads In the swim <laughs> I forgot about this So I probably did not even know how much lactic acid Was built up in there And about 10 seconds Into the mountain bike My legs lock up <laughs> I could not bend them and, I, and I've never Experienced this feeling in my life And I was terrified <laughs> I remember pedaling And I just go Ugh! <laughs> And I try to, like, get off the bike, but my legs are locked.
0: You're like a G.I. Joe on a bike. Yeah,
2: I don't know how to get off this bike. My legs can't bend. Yeah. So I'm almost laying on the ground like this, and I have kids passing me. <laughs> <laughs> Little kids are going by. like, What is going on? Yeah, and their and their parents are, like, 10 feet behind. They're like, are you okay? you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm feeling starting to come back. I'll, I'll be okay in, in a minute. And eventually they did, and, and I ended up finishing the race last out of everyone, but...
0: Well, yeah, out of our group. Although, were you after James? Yes. Well, James skipped half the swim. And it was funny because (laughs) James was all excited to, like crush the bike leg of it and be like, I'm gonna have a better bike split than anyone. But he didn't get any splits because they DNF'd him oh, because he failed yeah. out of the swim. So he did the rest of it, but they like DQ'd his Sorry, chip. no time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um so it was funny. So I mean Joe did great, honestly for what it was. He's like my chain kept falling off and I can't shift gears, but Joe was still yeah, like Joe did
1: phenomenal from everything you guys said, he destroyed the run. Yeah. You're like, he came into that run and just destroyed the run. He did really well in the swim too. Yeah, I
0: mean he did well in general. He wasn't far behind me out of the water and And that was the whole time I was honestly looking over my shoulder, waiting for him to catch up to me and just held him off long enough, I guess. But uh, that run was rough for me because I was, I don't even know how it happened, but for some reason, the shoes I was running in, the like insoles of my shoes started to slowly creep back and they came out the back of my shoes to where they were like, the toe part was like under my heel and the rest of it was like flapping up to here. Huh? And so I'm, like, covered in mud running a 5K, you know, just, like, trying to keep going. And at one point, I tried to stop and just, like, shove it back in there. And then it just worked its way back out again. Yeah, it was obnoxious. But, uh... It was a fun little event No one died You, you know Pizza j- after yeah, so it was kind of worth it Throughout that story I had different
1: feelings of Maybe I should do that next year Maybe you should I should sh- The only you totally way I'll should. do that Is if you bring a bunch of other people That do no cardio Whatsoever leading oh, into it And I'm like sure, fine There'll Joe, be
2: a group of yeah. us Yeah We'll
0: do it again I'll, Yeah I'm, um, I'm super down Joe's talking about Doing it again already yeah. So I think there'll be a group of us You said there's a series of sure. them right Yeah they do them like Every other week Through the summer Or something I think We'll pick one oh, We'll yeah, pick one where I'll die
2: Definitely not doing it More than once a year
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll just we'll run Matt through a, like a three week swimming intense. oh I definitely beforehand. want to
2: swim more next summer that's for sure yeah um,
0: that's one element of CrossFit we don't really get to do I, don't, I assume most gyms outside of like oh, big yeah. competitive gyms don't get to do but. I'd say
2: anybody that
1: lives near an ocean probably gets a little bit more because you yeah. can do those beach workouts but everybody else
2: is right. what it is right
0: for sure so what's on the agenda for you in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: graduate Nice. Yeah. Um Is that this spring you're graduating? Uh, that's next fall. Next fall, next cool. Fall, yeah.
0: That's part of his nineteen year plan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Going on seven yikes. But yeah. I guess that's pretty much it. I'm 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 trying not to I've I've learned um through my young adulthood life so far to just not think too far ahead. Yeah quite yet. Do you um, have any CrossFit goals? Um, yeah. So after misfits, I, um, I I mean, I've already started focusing more on Olympic lifting, but after misfits, I really want to dial that in. Um, you know, I really want to get stronger and all that and all those lists get stronger overall. Cool. Um, yeah. And just, and just continue to just see progress in, in any form I can. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to completely give up any sort of conditioning or gymnastics. So I really like that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, Getting stronger in terms of Olympic lifting is definitely going to be my my go ahead. Yeah, and and, and 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 in saying that, like I think that brings up another thing is that it's super cool. To see, especially with the, uh, it started with squat temper, squat temper, squat tober. <laughs> yeah. Uh, started with squat tober this year. And, <laughs> and like. Squaggist. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <the squag-ist. laughs> Squay. Uh, anyways. So yeah. So a lot of people got into that. Yeah. And I think after that, with the implementation of RA strength, you had a lot of people be like, I like CrossFit. I like conditioning and I like doing all this stuff but this is really giving me an opportunity to like progress in something that i feel is lacking. And we have a lot of people like Matt is starting to do like a bulking phase and he's yeah, doing the he's getting into strength. It. You know, I'm trying to go into <laughs> Olympic lifting and, and and it just seeing a, all these people that were kind of like yeah, I'll come to class probably three times a week or something. Now they're in here four or five t- times a week yeah. doing strength work and and i think it's really cool seeing people in the past couple of months really uh, commit to something um not just regular class right. program, but committing to some sort of program that they want to see them themselves better in and
1: um I think what you 're describing is they're not exercising anymore, they are training
0: right, yeah, yeah you know totally. they're exercising totally.
1: with a goal, which is training totally totally, right. totally.
0: and I think that 's something that you know Rome and i we've talked about a lot is just sort of like the difference between. You know, wanting to come in and move and, you know, balance out your various movement patterns and stuff and burn some calories and not think about it. And, like, for me, what I find really fulfilling is, like, seeing progress. And, like, you will get fit and healthy, like, showing up to class every day. But it's a little bit harder to track, like... You're not doing benchmarks all the time and stuff. So it's a little bit harder. Like, I felt good on that, like, slam ball rowing burpee workout, but I don't know how that compares to last month. Whereas, like, coming in and squatting for a whole month and then seeing what you did, there's a little bit more of like a Mm -hmm. test, do some work, test again that comes into it. And I think that's something that, you know, increases buy in for people.
1: 100%. I mean, we talked about, um, like, you kind of write, and with CrossFit, I mean, the goal of CrossFit or the goal of, the style of training that we implement is kind of like you're rising the tide across the board. Like, all right, right. your gymnastics, your strength, your endurance, everything's kind of rising together and you're a generalist. Mm-hmm. But now we're kind of creating a little bit more of specialists that still are generalists in terms of their fitness, health, well-being. Yeah. But they're just focusing on, hey, my deadlift is getting better. Look at that. Yeah. Or, hey, my squat's right. getting better. I really enjoy this. I enjoy getting stronger.
2: I enjoy seeing all of these PRs
1: on the board. Let's keep right. going.
2: And he, And especially with... Since it's kind of like it's not like obviously there's a few people following their own program, yep. but uh, the, the majority of people are following either the RA Strength or the Barbell Club or or, or you know the Five AM Swole Crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of them athlete. I'm writing out too, where yep. it's like I write out
1: those things and. Um I mean, I, I would like to get kind of all everybody into either one of those groups yeah. of like Olympic lifting or RA strength yeah. or the class programming, and everybody has some auxiliary shit that yeah. we throw at Stop them. Stop hey. looking at me, Rome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: it's cool that they, uh, like the, the best aspect of that is that they're starting something new technically with a with a, some sort of goal, but they're not the only one in that program. So like, that's why squat, uh, squat tober was so cool because like a lot of people wanted to get their squat up, but they weren't the only ones doing it. Yeah. So they, they got to come in every day and be like, Oh, did you do squat tober today? And it's like, Oh no, I have to push it off tomorrow. Or yeah, I already did it. It's it's brutal. Right. Commiserate into the suffering. Just like class. And, And then just to see everyone, um, almost do your own thing, but not be alone in doing your own thing. I think is something that's, that's been key to kind of keep people motivated Absolutely. Different, like, every consequential month after that. Yeah. Um, especially with the now December starting. I'm sure Dead it's December. Be the same exact thing. And yeah. Just continue to build on this. Um, Today was day one. Right.
0: Yeah. Do you see yourself like, are you planning on going pretty much right into just like a heavily Olympic lifting focused sort of like block? Or do, is there any value in sort of, like, trying to put on 10 pounds and then go into an Olympic lifting block, if that makes sense. Um. Because, like, specifically, I guess what I would say, again, as someone who trains with you a lot, is, like... And not that you can't totally do, like, a hybrid thing, too, but there comes a point where, like, you can pull... A ridiculous amount of weight right, right. standing up that way may be a different question right, you know and right. so like how are you sort of yeah. looking at approaching where are my um, deficiencies and how am i going to fix those to get these numbers moving
2: right so the, the only the, the toughest part about especially this semester is just just having time yeah sure and there's a lot of things that i want to do and wanted to do this semester in terms of my training um but i just didn't have time so some days it's like i, I can only do class programming today and, yep. then, I, and then i gotta get out of here so like what, when I have the time, which is hopefully more in the next couple of months, I want to do, I want to dial back that conditioning and I want to focus on strength and, and Olympic lifting and, and hopefully in doing that and obviously eating, continuing to eat right, continuing to eat more um, will, will hopefully build up my strength. I don't have to completely get rid of conditioning because, again, I yeah. really enjoy that. And, and once it gets warmer, once the springtime comes around, I'll probably ramp down limbic lifting a little bit and put per- conditioning back up um, just because we have a lot of stuff going on in, during the, the spring and summer. In terms like of, the 50-miler? Yeah, not happening. <laughs>
0: but to, to talk to your
1: your want of keeping your conditioning, there's definitely a push in the strength world of um, aerobic capacity, right. right? And the idea behind aerobic capacity is the fitter you are, the better your cardiorespiratory system works, the more work you can get done, mm-hmm. the faster you can recover, and overall, the more strength gains you can get. So being... Right fit and being able to breathe well and have your heart be healthy right. isn't going to play against
2: you, which just right. means you're creating more of a caloric deficit, so if you want to get stronger, you yeah. need to consume more calories. Right, mm. right. And And that was a, another huge obstacle this semester. Is like, again, I just don't have time. Yeah. I Like, I, I, I can't fit so much time into meal prepping these calories. Just dump raw eggs really. into your shakes, <laughs> yeah. Raw yeah. eggs on jar raw Jar peanut eggs. butter so, in the car. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I, it's no excuse. I'm sure there are a million... Ways I've could have I've could have probably gotten around that a little bit better, yeah. but but yeah, it's not so. the highest
0: priority right now. Either. No, absolutely,
2: right. right. School right. is, and right. it should be, right. So
0: that makes sure. sense. I mean, um, I'm interested to sort of see how all that goes, and I mean, the one thing I guess that I'd throw in on that is it was interesting. I was looking at. Um, You know, I track all my stuff on my Garmin, and it was interesting. I was just looking at it recently. They have, like, a fitness graph, basically, they call it, which basically tracks, like, workout intensity and your, like, perceived exertion and all these things to give you some sort of metric of, like, your own fitness progression, and basically, I peaked right at the, like, tail end of September, which is right before I sort of took October to just, like, lift a lot and eat a lot, and it, it trudged down. A bit for sure but then basically in the last like three or four weeks of just like getting back on the train it's back above where it was in september so even just like putting away for a month and taking a month back on it like i am more capable than i was at my peak so you know it may be different if you take a three or four month block off to build some time back but i wasn't doing much conditioning at all in october and i didn't lose that much so i'm sure you'll be plenty capable coming back into it
1: and to speak to that is Building a base level of fitness, building a base level of strength, um, it doesn't take long to come back. Like I haven't lived in the aerobic world for a while, but I'm very confident if I put three to four months of aerobic work in, yep. I could be fitter than I've ever been. Yeah. It's just a matter of the the thing that I focus on a lot for people is strength, because strength takes a lifetime oh, to yeah. accumulate. Yeah. You know what I mean? It takes yeah. a long time to get strong. <laughs> um, not that it doesn't take a long time to develop an aerobic base, but for both of those, stepping away for a semester isn't the end of the world. Right. You know, you can always come back and get more.
0: Yeah. Mm. But cool. Thanks so much for coming on, Matt. Thanks for having me, bud.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.